Michael Erneta, APP IDC Financial Insights Asia Pacifics, commented that a recovery is afoot, putting pro-growth themes such as customer centricity, cross-selling and upselling, and customer loyalty squarely back on the agenda this 2022. Aaron Press, Research Director IDC Financial Insights, added that even with the remaining uncertainty, we see financial services across the spectrum looking forward, leveraging their transformative efforts and moving on to a deal with the challenges of the future. So what can we expect in 2022? And how should the CIO and leadership at banks in Asia build upon the lessons of the past to create opportunities for the future? In today's podcast for Future CIO, we are joined by Niles Mercadal, Global Technology Lead for Business Banking Standard Chartered Bank. Niles, welcome to podcast for Future CIO. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Now, what exactly do you see are the key business trends that banks in Asia are facing today? So I think uh, we have a massive sort of focus uh, and opportunity around the customer uh, growth and the consumer growth. This happens across markets as well as across uh, segments. So people are moving from you know mass segments into the lower wealth segments, from wealth uh, lower wealth segment into more high net worth individuals, etc. And that creates massive opportunities for the banks to capture value from that, as well as provide uh, you know new offerings and services to our customers. The second thing for me is uh, we. We have, you know, around $2 trillion of unmet needs when it comes to SMEs in Asia is, uh, you know, different reports estimate that. And SMEs are growing at 5 to 10% uh, on an annual basis. They contribute to somewhere, depending on the different markets, 40 to 60% of GDP. So there's a massive opportunity in this space to provide financial services and capabilities to help these SMEs uh, foster and grow. So a third trend that obviously is happening at pace is the whole digital banking uh, revolution, both uh, incumbents building digital banks, new digital banks coming out from other parties, as well as fintechs. Uh, I see this both as a threat, uh, but more importantly, as an opportunity to grow and uh, create partnerships. Speaking of challenges, what would you say are the three biggest challenges that banks in, in Asia are facing or will face in 2022? I think one key challenge is going to be uh, delivering change with pace. The expectations from consumers and SMEs and even corporate customers are getting higher and higher. Uh, the features, the functionalities, the insights that they want, the stickiness, the understanding of you as a customer is increasing day by day. And banks are traditionally not particularly good in, in developing and enhancing their capabilities portfolios in an iterative way. So thinking quarterly releases, thinking getting things out, out fast and efficient versus annual uh, big deployments. I think that's one of the massive challenges. The other thing is, and this is not just a 2022 problem, but this is a 22 forward problem, is that core banking systems largely are outdated. Product ledgers are outdated. I remember I was on a panel a year or two back and 80% or so of the participants, they said that their core product platforms were 15 to 20 years old. Any release cycle would take them more than six months. So imagine if you have a fintech or other things coming on the side that are releasing things weekly and you release things twice a year, obviously there's a massive gap to be addressed there. The last one I would uh, say uh, is talent. Building your own talent pool, building your own engineering pool, your own product ownership, product management pool, as well as partnering with the right uh, strategic partners and vendors is extremely critical. In terms of technologies, there are a lot of emerging technologies out there in the market today. Which technologies do you feel will offer the greatest opportunity for banks in Asia? 
I look at it like a three main buckets. One is the uh, APIs, which is both an internal and external capability for you to you know, create much more composable architectures internally, but also engage with ecosystems and partners outside. So APIs, I think, is actually one of the most important. And the second is your data architecture and ability to start enabling data in motion and capturing on data feeds and, and thinking through how that can create engagement opportunities, cross-selling opportunities, inside opportunities to you both for the bank as well as for the customers. You know, there's a lot of talks around cloud as well. I do believe this is now turning more or less into a commodity. That said, the adoption by banks is extremely low. So there's, of course, a path forward and a focus here that's required. If you want to optimize and create value on the long term, you need to think first business model, product optimization, re-architecting, and then, you know, you really utilize some of these capabilities that are only available on cloud to, to make a difference. Avoid falling into the pitholes of investing a lot of money into basic cloud migration, I would say, and, and really be bold enough to make some big uh, transformational steps on that front. Now, Forrester said that for 2022, banks will be doubling down on innovation. Now, two key strategies are being raised here, future fit technology and accelerate end-to-end digital transformation. Would you mind sharing your perspectives on these two predictions by Forrester? Yeah, thanks. Uh, great respect for Forrester and all their research. I would, though, say future fit technology is a bit too fluffy for me. Uh, you know, if you go, whenever you are in the, an era, if it's the 70s or 80s or the 2010s, any technology that's being built in that particular time is intended to be future fit. But things are evolving and we are seeing, you know, new models, etc., coming out. That said, I think the most important thing when it comes to how you think about technology is to take truly a business back uh, lens and is the focusing on what drives the most business value. I have seen, you know, a tendency to create technology programs for the sake of technology and not focus on what's really driving the uh, the organization forward. So, and measuring that, I think that's that's a key component. So having this value-driven mindset uh, supported by a modular architecture, those are some of the things I think are critical. They also mentioned end-to-end digital transformation. I think that is absolutely correct. In particular, in our legacy banking, world, uh, you know, there's um, a heavy overhead of processes, being it from the development perspective, operations or credit decisioning, you know, and I see a massive opportunity to streamline these, get straight through processing in place. So do zero-based design of your processes. Uh, so again, don't follow the rule of because I do this today, I should do this tomorrow. Rethink why you're doing things and how you can do things differently. A lot of the governance that is sitting around uh, in particular development and operations, etc., is, you know, coming from years and years and years of adding on while uh, there's likely smarter ways you can do things. And you can also really start thinking how can you do as a service model for your security, for your compliance, for your sort of operational credit checks, etc. So start rethinking and not just uh, saying this is the way we've done it for 10 years and therefore now we have to build technology that do the same. Gardner, for its part, says business composability will be important for banks in 2022. Can you share your interpretation of what Gartner means by business composability and apply it to the banks? So I think this, this links very much to my point around modular architecture I made earlier. And I think this is absolutely critical. And it's actually not just from a technology perspective, it's also from a business perspective. So from a technology perspective, you would have to think each of my different business capabilities, how can I make them as composable as possible and open for integration, being inside the bank or outside the bank. But if you think business composability, it's also about how do you actually play an active part in the ecosystem? How do you establish partnerships? And 
you know, some of the challenges I see here for banks that come from more brownfield environment with legacy platforms, products and processes, it is that you suddenly have to start trusting other organizations doing part of your process work. For example, do you trust this organization to do your KYC or do you have to do your KYC above and beyond what they are doing? So there's always a balance here. Uh, and you here's this is where you see uh, you know digital banks and disruptors moving much faster because they enable this uh, ecosystem and partnerships by default, while the legacy banks are moving in this direction and need to sort of truly change the way they think about this and the risk appetite uh, to enable it. It's not an easy task in a highly regulated environment and, and making this work so it's uh, fit for the bank as well as fit for the uh, environment. Finally, as a technology practitioner and lead, what do you think will be important issues for you in 2022 and moving forward? Yeah, I'll get back to the people part. Ultimately, we are really at the beginning of an era where engineering excellence and people means a lot for banks. We have seen this, of course, in the technology and tech world for a long time, but now banks are forced to really rethink the way they operate and the way they attract people, the well-being of people. You can no longer be reliant just on outsourcing anything. You need to have the right talent internally, and that is extremely critical. So really putting an effort behind transforming the way you think about your people and your ability to provide uh, attractive workplaces is extremely critical. The other thing I think for for me is you can easily get caught in as a technology executive to build small things here and there and everywhere. I really want to do a few things that uh, you know create value for the bank on the long term. And I strongly believe in the focus uh, approach versus a scattered uh, approach. So that's a, a challenge, but also an ambition I have. And I think that if you want to leave a mark on uh, as a technologist, then it's better to leave something that's meaningful versus a few patches here and there. Niles, as always, thank you for joining us on Podchats for Future CIO. Thank you very much, Alan. Nice to talk to you. That was Niles Merkadal, Global Technology Lead for Business Banking at Standard Chartered, on the topic of strategies for accelerating banking innovations in 2022 and beyond. You are listening in the podcast for future CIO. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editors at society.com. We'd also like to invite you to sign up for a free weekly newsletter so you won't miss an episode of Podcasts for Future CIO. In the meantime, stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of Podchats for Future CIO. Bye for now. Music